Jen Bosworth Ramirez. And I'm Gina Polici. We went to theater school together. We survived it, but we didn't quite understand it. 20 years later, we're digging deep, talking to our guests about their experiences and trying to make sense of it all. We survived theater school, and you will too. Are we famous yet? Hello, 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 survivors. This is Gina reporting to you on a beautiful spring day. I hope it is a beautiful spring day wherever you are, or if it's not, I hope it will be very soon. We are guestless in this episode today. Um, as I reported to you a couple of weeks ago, shit happens. We had recorded a great episode with a lovely person and just their audio didn't record at all you know just one of those things like internet gremlins blah 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 so we're gonna re-up with him at some point but we do have coming down the pike a few really great episodes including um, Glenn Davis the co-artistic director of Steppenwolf Theatre Company and Trammell Tillman the actor who plays Mr. Melchick in Severance and if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love Severance. So I'm really, really excited about that one. Also, Sumie Takashima. So we've got some really fantastic interviews lined up. I hope you will be tuning in in the upcoming weeks. And just another note to say thank you so much for your ongoing support and listenership. We really... Uh, love doing this podcast love making it for you so we love that you enjoy um, listening to it and if you haven't already you should check out our website undeniablewriters.com and our social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter do you think we should get off of facebook well do you think we should get off facebook and do you think we should get off twitter see i really want to make the great break. I want to get away from social media, but I feel I'm trapped now, um, you know, because professionally and personally, it's a great way to connect with a lot of people that I otherwise wouldn't be able to connect with. But it's, it's just this equal parts, terrible and wonderful creation. And we're all completely addicted to it. So, you know, who knows what's who knows how this is going to work out for us honestly it, it could go either way we could figure out a way to manage this problem and get on top of it and figure out a way to have enjoyment but not addiction to social media or we could all find ourselves waking up in the middle of a handmaid's tale uh, i mean we are kind of headed that way it's really looking like people want us to live in gilead and for whatever reason, I just don't feel like uh, people who don't want to live in Gilead are good at making it so that we don't live in Gilead, myself included. What am I doing? I'm donating money. I mean, fat lot of good that really does. So, wow, this is taking a bad turn. I don't mean for it to do that. I really want to express my love and appreciation for you all and my excitement about our upcoming episodes and my wish that you connect with us on social media that's killing us all. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which we are entitling, I'm going to have to accept 
that I will always look like Dora the Explorer at some point. Please enjoy. training. So in order for my son to get his work permit, you know, through, you have to go through this training and it said it would take an hour. And I was thinking like, it's not really going to take an hour. <laughs> it took one full hour. Cause it's one of these, th- did you yep. ever have to do it? Yeah. You can't go to the next slide until. Yeah. No, no. They make sure your ass is there for an hour, Gina. That's right. And you know, I do have to say, it is something I really miss about California. People complain about the bureaucracy and the, you know, and in, in this training, you know, it's infantilizing in certain ways, but like <laughs> you, have, you have to make things accessible to yes. all people. And yes. it's like, if it's infantilizing to you or you already know it, consider yourself lucky. Well, like, also, think about the people don't already know it like Gina Gina the the uh, a majority of our world especially those who harass people are in act like infants who need hand holding so we need to infantilize them because they're fucking infants and they need this shit from the ground like dude I love it like I love the fact that they won't um that they won't like fast forward until you watch them because you know these motherfuckers the people who really need to watch it would fast forward through the whole thing and think they don't need it yeah i mean maybe we actually need to be infantilizing more (laughs) than we are (laughs) i i am often accused of um you know expecting too much from people you know like i just the number of times somebody says to me yeah, but I just don't think most people will understand that or, you know, think about it that way. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, I, I completed it and it was, so the one you saw, did it have like David Schwimmer and Zossie Beats and yes. uh, Gracie Gummer? I, I yes. thought that was so sweet. And Joe Sakura. Joe Sakura. Joe Sakura. I, I actually school. watched it with Miles when Miles, my husband, had to do it for his new job. And I was like, I know all the... <laughs> yeah right and they must pay so much i mean like either they're doing it for free or oh i assumed they were doing it for free i assumed it was like we're doing the well because it was through rain rain made the videos so i would assume that i hope so but people aren't asking rain to pay them like a million dollar fee sad scale or whatever can you imagine? They're like, yeah, no, my fee is actually um, you know, $1.3 million for this sexual harassment for this video. For the 30-second video, this yeah. Anti-rape exactly. video. Yeah, you're going to pay me. Anyway, hi. Hi. How are you? I love your crushed blue velvet. I got blue velvet I love your on lips. Today. Thank you. I um, Yeah, my, my standard thing now is like I literally have like 10 meetings a day, which is hilarious. Um. It's a lot of it is um, my students getting ready to launch. So a lot of it is um, 
really um, motivated and highly stressed 22 year olds that are like, ha, ha, and, and I love it. And I love meeting with them. And they also are, you know, just exactly where we were the same thing of like, and in fact, a lot of them, yeah, they're ahead of where we were because at least they know there's a fucking problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, they don't necessarily have their head all the way up inside of the crevice of their ass like I did. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's... So I'm doing that. And like, I don't know. There was something I thought of you. Um, uh, I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. I agree. Well, I think it's because you have so many meetings. You're busy all day long. Thank goodness you have your new fancy office. How's it working? I do. Um, It's working great. We haven't, I'm in the focus room now because we don't have our rug yet and our rug will mask all the sound. And also, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be in a booth. So we have these tall booths that are, um, are for doing this kind of thing, but the seat I'm old and the chair is not that comfortable. So I'm in the focus room. There's also a pumping room. Nice. I don't go in that room, but there's a refrigerator in there. Like you can put your breast milk. That's so cool. Hilarious. Honestly, I pumped in so many disgusting places. I pumped at, um, Yankee stadium. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Like, in the women's bathroom oh during a take me out to the ball game or something like that. I've pumped in many bathrooms. I've pumped in while well, driving. I've driving. Pumped, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's hard to be a woman. Did I tell you about Jesse Klein's book? No, wait, Jesse Klein is a writer and she, she wrote her second book. Um, the first one was called, you'll grow out of it and the second this one is called i'll see myself out she was the uh writer for inside amy schumer she's now the showrunner for i love that for you which i want to watch i want to watch too yeah i did not read the books and you love the first one right or love the first one and i love the second one the second one she just i mean the the thing about she, she just really states a very 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 true truth, which is that certain women who are mothers just don't see a lot of like their experience of motherhood reflected in, in Uh, out there. Right. right. When I, when I was pregnant with my first child, I read a book called the girlfriend's guide to having a baby. I picked this talk about infantilizing infantilizingly named book title you know uh, uh, from the other options because the other ones seemed if you can believe even cornier or even worse and my lasting impression i mean there it's not that it was all terrible oh i read that and i read a jenny mccarthy book. oh i was so gonna you, say you did see. you read the jenny that was your option that was your uh, option. those that was my options and yeah. that my lasting impression of the girlfriend's guidebook was like it was a lot about how you were going to lose the weight after the baby. And she, her thing was like, this was her advice. At the beginning of the week, make an enormous vegetable stew. <laughs> and every time you're hungry, grab yourself a cup of this tasteless, flavorless, oh calorieless. Oh my Still. god! And my ass, I did try to do it. I tried oh. for like because I came home and I was I, like, oh, I I still am six months pregnant. It looks like so. I 
at that time in my life, it was very concerned about getting back to my pre-baby weight, which never happens for most of us. And um, and I basically, while I was nursing, I basically starved myself on this vegetable broth. Anyway, all of this is to say, Jessie Klein says the unsayable. She speaks the taboos of like, listen, sometimes you regret being a mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are days where you're like, it wasn't worth it. And there right. are other days where you say it was, but yeah. you're not allowed to ever right. feel, you right. know, like we, what's get re- what gets reflected back to us is like, you know, you're so lucky. It's a, you're, it's a miracle. You should just forever be grateful. Or that's what, not how it is. Well, the other thing that I'm noticing is, and you know, it's apropos mother's day just happened. Right. So, um, I'm also noticing that there are, there's another, um, school of people that are saying that are, uh, childless women or childless people, but mostly childless women that I know that are like, well, they did it to themselves. So like, I don't feel bad for them. And I don't have that feeling. I don't have kids, but I, I definitely feel like it is a choice for most people to have a kid. And I mean, if our government has its way, it won't be a choice, right? It'll be just your force, but most people have a choice. And so, um, but just because you make a choice, this is my other thing. And it's the same with like people that, you know, talk about like people choosing to do drugs and choosing just because someone makes a choice does not mean that they are, um, they, uh, they should deserve to suffer in some horrible way if they're not happy with the choice or they've made a choice that on some days they feel like wasn't the right choice. So I feel like to say like, oh, F mothers, breeders and all that stuff. That is also for me not okay because what it is saying is that, right, like because you made this choice at a given point in your life, you now are like deserve any bad thing that comes from that choice. And I don't believe that. I feel people are doing the best they can every day, whether it's a kid or what to get through. And so I think there's the backlash of, you know, the opposite of, of, um, the childless movement, which is like people who choose to have children are somehow also assholes. I don't. Yeah. Well, we're all assholes yeah. is the point. We all... <laughs> your essay was assholes, yeah. just like us. So good. just like us. Yeah. They are us. We are the assholes, all every single one of us. So, yeah, I, I mean, I totally understand. I, I see all sides of that argument. I see I can understand why women who don't have want to have children feel I understand why they are they feel angry because they are made to feel like there's something wrong with them by multiple people including therapists and as you experienced seemingly benign comments or people think they're just being well I mean do you get do you get a lot of flack about not having kids no I, I think I would if my parents were alive so I'm kind of glad they're dead on that way and then also because because it would, my mom, well, the thing is that my mom, when I was taking care of her, the funny story is that she was pressuring me to have kids with Miles and we had just gotten married and she was dying and it was not the right time, clearly. And then um, towards the end after when she was really dying, dying, and I was taking care of her and I was like, I would like boss her around because she wouldn't do what I said. I'd be like, mom, you cannot do this. You cannot do that. Like I was so worried about her that I became a giant pain in the ass. And she was like, maybe it's better you don't have kids. <laughs> hey, let me run this by you. Okay. So 
the last two years since we got, actually, before we got Wallace the dog, we had Millie the rabbit. And I did Millie, not know this. We were not in touch. A, it was a sad epoch with Millie the rabbit. My son wanted a rabbit. I said no. My husband bought it when I was out of town. And and I we, knew. Yeah, I know. It's like this, I went out of town. No, and no, then, but didn't you do get a dog in Oakland when when Aaron was out of town and you and, and he you wasn't said, out of town. I was just like on a walk with my friend and yes. I came home with a dog. Yes. <laughs> and he said, and you said something happened and he said, did you meet Bill Cosby? Do yes. You he thought, this? I said, you have to come home because there's somebody I want you to meet. And <laughs> all he could imagine and was that it was Bill Cosby. Anyway, Can you okay. imagine? No, now. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God, yeah. He would have been worried. <laughs> um, so yeah. So when my son had Millie the rabbit, you know, he was learning what it means to take care of another creature. And he wasn't always that excited to take care of her. And one of the things that he did was let her free roam around certain places, which was against the rules. And one of the places that she free roamed was in our basement, which meant that she peed and pooped and, and we're, you know, years later, we're still finding little things. Anyway, this meant that when we got Wallace the dog and he went to the basement, he immediately peed all over everything. He smelled all the things. Correct. And so we stopped letting him go into the basement. I bought a case of this urine foam deodorizer shit because we had rugs down there. That didn't work. We threw the rugs away. We got carpet tiles. The idea, like, if it happens in one place, we can clean or, or get rid of this one tile. We don't have to replace a whole rug. And that dog has not, to my knowledge, has not been in the basement for at least a year. And it still smells like pee. We have steam cleaned and and foamed. What the? I mean, till the cows come up. When I tell you this is something I have dealt with yeah. every single day. Yeah. Since we've basically since we've lived here, I, it's no exaggeration. And so, what it is is my obsession. My obsessionality focuses on one of these things. All my energy gets put into this. When we lived in New York, it was the rats and the mice. Now it's the pee. So I, I approach this like, I am going to dominate this pee smell and then my life is going to be complete. (laughs) And I finally did it. I, I said, there's no more cleaning these carpet tiles. We've got to take them all up, which was very difficult to do. We took them all up. I was so proud because I had to really face it, you know, getting down on my hands and knees. I had to really contend oh with it God. and smelling pee oh is like the worst God. thing for me. I was so proud of myself. My two sons and I, we did all of the work. It didn't smell like pee. Last night for the very first time, the whole family hung out in the basement because we have fun stuff to do down there. We've got a ping pong table and gymnastics equipment and workout stuff. And my daughter and husband were down there and I'm like, I'm going to join them. It it doesn't suck to be in the basement anymore. We're having a great time. I felt like I was in one of those uh, prescription commercials. (laughs) The montage. Were the the medicines like called like Rejuvenex or like (laughs) (laughs) family. I'm throwing my head back and laughing and we're just enjoying this having a grand old time. And uh, I decide I'm going to move the laundry along because our, our laundry is down there. And I pick up this thing of uh, clean washcloths and stuff. I start folding. I pick up one. 
I smell pee. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I look down and the laundry basket that it was put in was a cloth basket. Yeah. All around the bottom, I see like a four inch ring of yellow around the bottom of my laundry basket. You peed in the basket? What happened? Well, here are my options for what happened. A, Wallace knows how to open the door and goes downstairs to pee when nobody's looking. Seems unlikely. B, he somehow gets down there when somebody forgets to close the door, but even then it seems unlikely because I would I would know if that ha- happened with any right. you know frequency. C, uh, there's a ghost peeing in my... <laughs> a pee ghost. Okay. A pee ghost. Unlikely. Uh, uh, unlikely. Um, I, I, I felt like I was going crazy. I felt last night with this issue, I thought I'll never be free from this. Right. You're like plagued plagued with the pee. And you know, the street that we live on is called Fulling Mill. And a Fulling Mill is, refers to a place where in the process of um, creating uh, textiles, they did something with the, with the wool and this, and it had to be cleaned with urine. Shut your mouth. This whole, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. This entire area, little block that I live on was, is named for what it was in this, when this town was founded in the 1700s, which was the place down by the water where they washed the wool wool with urine Urine? for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, could it be that we are just dealing with 300 years of pee? Of pee? Well, that doesn't think, seem right. No, I is one of your kids peeing in the baskets? I mean, well, in this particular basket, <laughs> it was around the outside of it. No, so Wallace picked up the leg. Wait, but what but is all happening? the way around it? Not just like in one spot. This like, doesn't it, make any sense. So wait, are you gonna? No you have no answer still. I have no answer oh my still. God. I threw away the laundry basket, and it doesn't smell like pee down there anymore. But to, I just, I just realized, like, okay, well, this is where uh-huh. it, it's about my obsession mm-hmm. and my intolerance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When we lived in New York, I was so traumatized by the rats. Mm-hmm. And, and the mice, and I just became so deeply intolerant. And that's yeah. how it works with fears, as you know. Oh. The more you back away from it, yeah. the worse it is, well, right? Also, it's, you're like super, um, what was it? It was, it's not, into, it's not intolerant. It's also um, unreasonable. We become totally, un, it is un, intolerant, but it's like we become unreasonable about our willingness not to let go of the thing. Like I, I get it. I've been there when I'm, I've been there, but like, what I'm really annoyed at is, is that you're not telling me the answer to what happened. We don't know. Girl, I do not know. I okay, don't wait, know does what your happened. Flood? No. No. Okay, so it hasn't flooded. You've never had. So we just don't know how. And no other, were there any other laundry baskets in the basement that have this problem? You know, okay, here's what I'll allow for. <laughs> I'll allow for, it is possible even though the dog never pees inside the house, to my knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. for the, I mean, he's two years old now. He really, to my knowledge, hasn't done it in at least a year. 
Um, maybe at some point when this basket was in my daughter's room, he sometimes sleeps in there. But but even then, I felt like I would have smelled it when I walked in the room. Well, you know, I also feel morning. like he would have done it. Why around the basket? This doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I'm choosing to think about it like... Yeah, there's 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 the logistical practical thing of like figuring out what happened and trying not to let it happen again. But then there's the other, yeah, perhaps right. more important thing, which right. is well, right. Well, if if you're gonna pick this to be your thing, right. you know, you're always going to be vexed by it. That's what I'm. That's what I. It just didn't occur to me really until last night. Like, I'm there's a part of this that I am doing to myself. Yes, you know, it, because it, it's like it's pee, whatever. Like we clean it and we move on. Right. And also, you know, it is it is sort of to me what the P represents in terms of for me, it's a very I, I have a, a dog that is a very, very bad dog. And she what is it? What does it mean if I have a very bad dog? What does it right. mean that if my dog is not civilized and behaved or doesn't give a shit about following rules or it means that I have done something wrong and I cannot get clean. Like it just, it's, it cannot, I cannot get clean. Like that is the feeling is I can not, I can never do it right. I can never have a perfect dog. And why, why other people seem to, I can't get my dog to be perfect. And it is, it becomes an obsession, obsession. So like my dog got put in timeout, you know, a daycare and like, I could not get over it. I was like, why? I was like, wait, what does this mean? Like I had a whole thing and she has not been back to daycare since because I'm like, I cannot risk her going. And then, and then she got kennel cough, which is the real reason. And it's expensive as hell. But underneath there is this thing of like, I do not want to deal with my dog getting a bad report every time that she did something rotten and went to timeout timeout, which is like five minutes alone with a person. It's not even a thing, but like, it is a thing to me. So I get it. And I also do think that it's, I have two, I'm of two minds, right? Cause like I'm of the mystery true crime mind. Like I'm trying to figure out and the, the, and the other mind is the psychological realism mind. That's like, no, this is about you and your need to want to be perfect, you know, and want to have a perfect basement where you can have the perfect pharmaceutical commercial Family. Yes. And you know what also just drives me nuts about myself is that every time I have this moment, I have a satisfying moment like that, I get really lulled into like, and so this is how it's always going to be now, right? Or, I really, right. I really believe be. the myth, but this is how it's supposed to be. And, and it's like, and I finally figured out how to do it as if any happy moment isn't just fleeting or you know it lasts right. for however long it lasts right right and and we're told that they you know like that they do and that you know it's just like every anytime i cut my hair i'm looking at my now it's always turns into dora the explorer hair i can't <laughs> i cannot stop my hair from being dora the explorer and it's just because it's so thick it turns it's because into it's so dora. thick yeah so she can she razors it down she does all the things but as soon as it starts to grow it is Dora the Explorer hair and I am just going to have to embrace the Dora the Explorer hair or just absolutely or just absolutely. Shave, shave my head 
And also, I mean, take heart because most people who are going through menopause start really losing their hair. So right. yeah. <laughs> you're still growing loud and proud, it's baby. It's great. It's like a triangle head. I just <laughs> can't get over it. I know. It. I get the same thing. It's, it's just so uh, thick and like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Anyway. How much would she charge if you just asked every couple of weeks to go back in just for a quick razor? I, mean, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. And then, but then, then I have to confront my fear of breaking the salon chair. Remember that whole fear? I have all these fears. But you've sat in that chair and it didn't break. No, no, no. It's going to be fine. I think you're good. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be okay. So that's okay. So, but the other thing I have to say is like, um, speaking of uh, urine is um, I had a friend in high school who's, and this is like pretty sad, but her dad was a drunk and every night he would drink and every night he would pee in the hamper because he would think it was the toilet. So he would walk to the, so this reminded me of that, of like, he was so wasted in the night in the dark and he would get up in a drunken stupor every night. And, and then I was like, well, why don't you start? Like, I just, now I'm like, why didn't they move the hamper? Or first of all, why didn't they get his ass out of, to rehab? But like, that's that's a real underlying question, but like, why not move the hamper and like put a bowl there or something? That's an interesting, that, that, I, I don't know how that family responded no, to it, no. but like, but that way of thinking about it too, like, I, that's exactly what I would be thinking. Well, I just have to move the hamper. No, that's also an yeah. whole fucking thing. Right, 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 right. Um, that is a sad story. It happens a lot where people pee in corners and things. And I Did had a your friend who's shit. Dad- he oh, he died of a brain aneurysm later. Oh, okay. Yeah. But oh, I had a friend who got so wasted, they literally shit in someone's house plant and didn't okay and, inside the house yes it, oh, oh he, tells, he tells a story about it and he yeah he shit in his wow. he was drunk and shit in or maybe it was high he was on drugs something was wrong and he found out later because his friend i think told him <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, hey, buddy, we got to have a talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to put up with a lot, but shitting in my plants, shitting in my ficus, that's where I got to draw the line. Oh, gee, that's so funny and sad and all the things. It is ugly. And by the way, I mean, I, uh, ever since writing that essay, like, I can't pay any more attention to this Johnny Depp thing. And wh- whatever it does come my way, it just sounds like it's like a bunch of fecal matter and. <laughs> Okay, so I had not, after I read your essay, I was like, okay, let me just check it out. And I was at my friend Jesus' house and she was like, you've got to listen. She had like it TiVo'd or something. And she's like, I saved this for you to listen to because I literally could not understand what he was saying. And I said, what? Mm -hmm. And she said, no, it is the most, at the same time, and and I agree, monotonous mixed with mumble dialogue mixed with circular logic mixed with affect mixed with pretend and mixed with benzodiazepines i think he's on to keep him sober and like quote sober um i literally thought oh this is a, a technique he's using to like lull us all into believing whatever he's it's so hard to track that the brain goes just let it go like don't even right right and he gets that privilege because or he has traditionally because of his looks and his status yeah oh my god and speak about looks and status okay we we predicted it 
Britney Spears is right. back on her bullshit, right. posting nude selfies. Yeah. I mean, the girl is sick. The woman mm-hmm. is sick. And I'm not saying she needs to have whatever, some draconian like guardianship, but she's ill. This is, but now we know why, mm-hmm. because she won't take her GD medicine right. because people like to right. feel manic. Right? right. And also it's going to end badly. It's going to end badly. It's going to end badly. And also the thing I, I, our friend on social media, Jimmy McDermott posted, cause I posted like, you know, I want to write a pilot about this trial. And I said, but I'm going to like totally redo the costuming and the sets everything looks <laughs> and then jimmy mcdermott said yeah johnny Depp literally looks like he's the tour bus driver of the al capone tour in chicago like he oh is, my god he does, he does. With like, the three pieces. Yeah, what's happening so anyway regardless of that i just want to say like don't the mumbling and the that's all for me and the sort of smiling is so indicative of a manipulative like person that has gotten away with so much shit i don't care what you think of him and her i mean of course i care but like my my thing is always from the psychological point of view of what is coming across and what is the speaker trying to do either consciously or unconsciously and my thing is he is trying to lull us into believing that everything he's saying is just it's just so neither here nor there it's just so it's and i'm like okay yeah. and and jesus jesus dad who by the way is in in recovering from a stroke said why won't this guy just shut the fuck up what is he saying and i said exactly <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. Well, okay. Well, that's a bit, but but silver lining there. Jesus' dad's oh, he's getting better. better. He's getting that's better. That's amazing. Why that's amazing. Guy just shut up. And I was like, exactly, exactly, exactly. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a positive five star review and subscribe and tell your friends. I survived theater school is an undeniable ink production. Jen Bosworth Ramirez and Gina Polici are the co-hosts. This episode was produced, edited, and sound mixed by Gina Polici. For more information about this podcast or other goings-on of Undeniable Inc., please visit our website at undeniablewriters.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you!